0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Matt, the vocals of Cryptopsy, and you're listening to my podcast, Vox and Hops, where I sit down with fellow metalheads and we talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. We are on our last weekend of the Heavy Montreal interviews. I had such a great time at Heavy Montreal. It was just so cool, such a great lineup. It is really one of the best... Metal festivals in North America, and as I mentioned many times in all the interviews, I'm extremely proud that it's here in Montreal, my hometown. This past weekend, I was at Festival de Bière et de Savoir in Chambly, which is an epic beer fest up here, just outside of Montreal. And uh, I got to tell you what my favorite beer was. So uh, I'm just super stoked about how the festival went down. I went there one day with my family. We had uh, media passes and we had VIP treatment. Thanks to that, we had this little separate little tented area where we had a whole bunch of beers which were not available to the public, uh, which was awesome, which was awesome. And I conducted six interviews right next to the water on Chambly. It's just a just a beautiful, beautiful area. Super excited to be sharing those. My Vox & Hops Brewer Talks come out on Tuesday in case you missed it. I already dropped one. You should check it out. So my favorite beer at Festival Bière et Savard de Chambly goes to Brasserie Artisanale La Gabière, which is from saint jean sur richelieu and And uh, they've been putting out some really solid, solid beers over the past few years. So uh, I had to swing by their tent right before leaving. It's at that point that I had my best beer of the beer fest. And that was a strawberry New England IPA. It was absolutely delicious. It wasn't too fruity. It was just perfectly balanced. It was creamy. It was just just an excellent, excellent way for me to end my festival Bi et savoir de Chambly experience. It was just so cool. I really, really hope that they put it in a can because I will buy many of them today on the podcast. I am with Brody Utley, the guitarist of Rivers of Nile. So here it is. Check it out. Vox and Hops, episode number sixty-one. I warn you: what you are about to hear is very disturbing, indeed. Hey, what's up, everybody? Today we are at Heavy Montreal, and I'm with Brody Utley. What's up from Rivers of Nile? What's going on? So good to see you again, brother. Yeah, you too, man. Been a long time. Has yeah, been. Yeah. <laughs> long time that we haven't been together. Yeah. Today man. we are drinking a Griffin Town from Brasar de Montreal. Let's crack them open. This Cheers, brother. So happy to be with you. Cheers, man. Pretty good. Yeah, smooth, very drinkable, nice
1: blonde ale from of de Montreal. Uh, very happy to uh, be able to share this with you. Yeah, and it's like not even 2 o'clock, and I, I don't really feel too bad about drinking this because it's so uh, refreshing.
0: Well, it's very hot, yeah. and... Uh, you know, it is—it is—it's the way she goes. Yes. Absolutely. So you guys have been on a roll. I am so proud of you guys. <laughs> Thanks, man. That where where owls know my name yeah. album came out and just took everybody by surprise. <laughs> yeah, it's been. Weird, when you man. guys had re- finished it, did you know that it was going to do what it did? No. Did you have the same feeling as your previous releases?
1: Uh, I think on the on this record, I think we honestly thought that uh, it wasn't going to be as well received, just because it's so different from what we've done historically. Um, so the fact that it it has been met with such uh, you know a positive response was uh, it was definitely surprising to us. So, but you know, we're glad for it. Absolutely. (laughs) It was just, it was a surprise without a doubt. There's always
0: that moment. uh, And I've asked Biggs this question, Adam, your bassist. Do you feel the pressure
1: when it comes to writing the next album? Uh, yeah, I guess a little bit. I mean, like it's nothing that's like going to like, it's not crippling or anything, but it's like, I guess we feel now like we've got people's attention. Whereas before it was kind of like, You know, we weren't really sure who was paying attention. You know, Uh, but but I think after this record, it's pretty obvious that like people do care about the band, and you know they're curious about what's going to happen next. So uh, definitely, I wouldn't say it's like a. It's an uh, incapacitating uh, pressure but it's uh, I think it's a good uh, positive drive kind of pressure for sure you guys went from and I mean this in, with the utmost respect yeah you went
0: from like a two out of four band on a package yeah. to a fucking headliner with one release yeah it's it's unbelievable
1: yeah it's weird man like we had never been on summer slaughter and we had truthfully just never really thought we were going to be in the running for summer slaughter and uh you know our first year on the tour i like this year's a three-way headliner between the faceless um carnifex and cattle decapitation and we're like direct support i guess so like to have that that position on our first year on the tour is like pretty cool and it's an honor so we're another surprise you know like we we, we never like go into any scenario expecting you know too much but it's it's been it's been really cool for sure
0: what is the question that you fucking hate getting asked the most during press i know what mine is dealing you know mine of course is the unspoken king yeah how many fucking times can i answer that question yeah. what is your unspoken king
1: question that you fucking hate in press i like that record by the way <laughs> thank you <laughs> i do i, I uh, always get a few people that come me up to ba- say me and biggs both really like that record uh, I guess, I mean, I guess, like, how did you think to put a saxophone on the record? I mean, like, it just happened. Like, it was honestly, like, a happy mistake, uh, you know. I, I feel a- like it
0: was a drunken decision, uh, a, dr- it- a drunken
1: chat that turned into reality. It was just, like, it wasn't drunken, it was just, like... I had a friend who played sax, and we had these parts that were, like, empty. And I was like, you want to try it? And he was like, yeah. And that was just kind of a happy accident. There was, like, no... There was no moment where I was like, this is it. You know? Yeah. It was just like, well, let's see what happens. And I don't feel like you guys have to stay married to it, either. No. No, no, not at all. You know, uh... I don't think it, you know... I don't think it's gonna go away completely because I know you know we, our fans do love that you know aspect of the band and I think to completely remove it from our sound would be you know detrimental yeah, at this point. Yeah, but almost. I think yeah. maybe if you know if we use it again in the future, it might be in a slightly less conventional way or slightly less obvious way. So um, yeah, but the saxophone stuff—it's just like. You know, And I know we did it to ourselves because we put a saxophone on our record. So, of course, everyone's going to ask how we came up with that idea. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's that's my question. That's my unspoken king. <laughs> yeah. What was really, the soundtrack
0: to your youth? Did your parents listen to music? Did you grow up in a house with musicians? Tell me a little bit
1: about that. Uh, yeah. So, my dad played guitar growing up, like just acoustic finger style guitar. And uh, he would always play like... Old like rock records in the house, like all old prog rock records. You know, Pink Floyd, early Genesis, yes, fucking right. Crimson, yes, uh, Moody Blues, um, all that stuff. So like that's what I grew up around. You know, the Beach Boys, the Bee Gees, like all that stuff. And then when I was like, I don't know, maybe 14, I discovered Children of Bodom, and that's kind of where everything sort of you know changed. And I started getting into heavier and heavier music and you know, not none, none so vile was actually one of the first like more extreme records that I listened to. As Bigs, that's, 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 that's fucking awesome. Yeah, Biggs actually gave it to me because he was like, he was in a band called Age of Plague that uh literally just. I sounds, think he opened for us once, actually. I think so too. He they literally just sounded like early Cryptopsy. Uh, Not as good, but like, yeah, like early Cryptopsy. And uh, he, you know, he was obsessed with like Eric's playing. And uh, that's like still to this day, one of his biggest influences, I think. uh, Shout out to
0: Biggs, the the original Biggs, because we called them Biggs too. Oh, really? It's so funny. That's so weird, yeah. Yeah.
1: But he was obsessed with Cryptopsy and uh, he gave me, uh, and then you'll beg uh whisper supremacy and none so vile and those those are actually three of the first like extreme metal records that i got into besides like you know domination and uh i think Nihility from decapitated so that was the the gateway really pretty cool are you a craft beer enthusiast yeah yeah i uh I've, i've tapered i've tapered down uh in the last like six months uh just because i'm trying to like exercise more and you know just you know take a little bit better care of myself but i'll still i'll still crack open some good craft brews every now and then what would be your favorite craft beer from back home there's a brewery you guys are from philly i want to say yeah yeah so victory makes a double ipa uh or an imperial ipa i can't remember which it is uh but it's called uh the dirt wolf and uh it's like eight or nine percent and uh yeah man it's just like normally, you know, when you start getting in the upper register of those percentages with the IPAs, like, it starts to just become, like, a palate wrecker, and it doesn't really have a whole lot of, like, true flavor, but I feel like that's one of the few that, like, retains like a really good um really good taste um at the higher percentage uh so as far as like ipas go that would be it uh i really like uh is it north coast that makes old rasputin uh no but i know old rasputin for sure yeah that beer that's that's like my favorite for like the winter time delicious yeah cozy stout yeah and uh and i guess uh i really like uh is it Jialai or Yai uh, Yes, from, Cigar from Cigar yes, Cigar Cigar City. Yes, yes, uh, yes. That's another one of my favorites. So I, there was a time, man, where like, you know, I was like buying, you know, cases like just you know every couple weeks. Like I was like full on board with it, but I've like I said, I've kind of tapered back a little bit. Um, but yeah, like those would probably be my top three, I would say. Do you remember your first beer? Uh, I remember my first good beer, uh, which was a Sierra Nevada Torpedo, and that kind of like catapulted me into the world of craft beers. Because um, before that, I was kind of just like whatever they had at the party, you know, Keystone Light or whatever ice, natural know, ice, yeah, light. just, just yeah. crap. Uh, but I do remember, uh, I do remember the torpedo. I remember tasting it and being like. This tastes like dish soap. How could anybody ever like this? And then I just kept drinking them, and I was like, "Oh, okay." I, I love dish soap. Yeah, apparently I love Dawn. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it was the uh, it was the torpedo. I think my first like alcoholic beverage was uh, Smirnoff Ice. Ooh, yeah, really brutal. a sugary high, yeah. really crappy. Yeah, and they were of, co- they were cool back in the day. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was like, you know, uh, probably it, it did the job. Yeah, I was you know 17 at like uh, you know high school party playing beer pong with my silly smearing off ice bottle. So yeah that, that was a good time. <laughs> I wanna I wanna
0: thank you for Conjurer. Oh yeah. You guys put them on your package Hell and yeah. I checked out the bands that you guys put on your package. Yeah. And I fucking love that record Meyer. Dude. I fucking love it. Yeah. It's
1: so sick. They're like they're coming back in September with uh, the vacation and, and, Revo. and Revo. such yep. a cool
0: fucking package. There. Yeah,
1: they're. Uh, I, I. I. You know, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't ever take credit for anything like this, but like I. I do feel good that we were the first band to bring them over to the states because I feel like I do where are they from. Sorry, I they're from the United Kingdom. Oh fuck,
0: I thought they were from the states. No, they're from, oh. They're from
1: a town called Rugby, uh, which so is actually cool. where the sport was invented. Um, I hope so. If not, yeah, it's just yeah, a to lie. Yeah, exactly. So they're, uh, they're from there. And we're actually, uh, the first time they've been to the States was with us. So I feel good about that because I think they're going to get some good opportunities uh, from here on out. So it's cool. Fucking right. What does Rivers have coming up next? Uh, next, we are going to Europe and uh, the UK. And we're doing a headlining tour with Black Crown Initiate. Uh, Mall and Orbit Culture and we're gonna be playing our entire new record where Als know my name from front to back with the saxophone player that played on the record, Zach Strauss. So who is not the guy that toured the States version? No, Zach's a teacher, so uh you gotta he, get time off. Yeah, yeah of so course. he actually I think he took the uh I think he like took the semester off or something and he's coming on tour with us, so that's, that's cool. That's fucking him. awesome. Yeah, good for good for him, I guess. Well, Brody, <laughs> thank
0: you so much. I know you're busy. Thanks, man. Enjoy the rest of Heavy Montreal. Cheers. Thank you so much for Cheers, man. sitting down, drinking beer. With me. Hell yeah. Hey, thank you all for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Brody's so cool. I love Rivers of Nile. Uh, I, I really, really actually am a fan of the band. I find myself listening to their new record where owls know my name quite frequently. I keep turning back to it. I keep it's one of those albums that I keep re-listening to. Which is awesome, and I love when that happens. So I'm super proud of them, and I'm super stoked to see what the future holds for them. I want to know where they're going. I want to hear what this next album is going to sound like. I'm super curious, uh, but I support them no matter what direction they go into and no matter what styles they choose to incorporate. Because uh, in life, as a musician, you should be free, because that's what music's all about. Don't forget to check out the other episodes that came out this week. I started off this week with Dan Jacobs from Atreyu, and I also have Blair Youngbluth. From Mountain Dust. So check it all out. I hope you enjoy your week. I hope you enjoy your weekend. And remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads.
1: Hey, you. Do you have any plans this year? <laughs> How's that going? Did you get 2020 Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020 would where myself, Benny Goodman,